But yeah, so Bernie's weird. Bernie's taken over. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Not heard. I've read it. Heard it. <laughs> oh, there was this is what I was going. Ooh, there was like this meme going around that like did like the math of Bernie's whatever. That was like. Bernie wants the minimum wage to be $15 an hour, but then he wants to tax everybody 50% or something. And I had to swipe up on so many Instagram stories because it was all not factual information. Mm. And I was like, by the way, this is not real. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're like, what do you mean it's not real? I was like, well, first of all, Bernie never said any of that. And second, the math is not correct. And mm-hmm. third of all, that's not his plan. Yeah. I had to fight so many people and they're like oh well it's mm. like just your opinion i was like it's not my opinion it's math it's factually inaccurate anyway oh, that was really getting me mad the other day uh cami mondo but out there i know i'm fighting keeping fake the news. peace yeah <laughs> fighting fake news one meme at a time <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. all right well hello everyone and welcome back to our eighth episode of from the hill a 13-episode podcast following the Utah legislative session over the six-week period. We're your hosts. I'm Marina McTee, managing editor of the forum. And I'm Cami Mondo, editor-in-chief. So we are reaching the home stretch, entering the fifth week of the legislative session. We're officially up to 95 past bills, all waiting for Governor Gary Herbert's action. The most popular subject in the general session right now has to do with health. And that's a broad subject, so that might be why. But there are a total of 84 bills that have to do with health this session, which makes sense as to why that's our main story for today. But before we touch on some of those, let's take a look at some of the highlights from this past week, as well as some of the honorable mentions that are just too good. Oof. All right. First up, we have a bill that wants to encourage more clean energy in the state, hopefully with a goal of having more clean air. Yeah, so Senate Bill 77 is sponsored by Senator Derek Kitchen. He says he wants to promote clean energy in the state and transition from using fossil fuels. Um, Instead, he wants businesses to transition into using battery storage instead. He hopes this will amplify the use of renewable energy. Basically how it works is that the bill would use incentives for businesses to use electric energy through batteries and freight vehicles. They'll use this electric energy for shipping and distribution. That way, it's cleaner energy. So the bill has already passed the Senate floor, and it will be sent to the House next for consideration. I think this is great. I think it's great, too. Clean Mm -hmm. air. I'm all about it. Yeah. Also, um, I've heard that... When it comes to, like, electric vehicles mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that uh, having, uh, having like, electric semi-trucks and stuff is actually the most effective use of an electric engine. Really? Yeah. Because when, like, when the engine, like, needs to, like, kick into gear is just when an electric engine needs to kick into gear is whenever a vehicle is, like, speeding up or slowing down. But yeah. since semi trucks are just like going like a, a steady, speed. yeah, continuous speed, then they can go for like massive amounts of distances. Really, mm-hmm. that is fascinating yeah. to me. Why have we not been doing this mm-hmm. this whole time? Yeah. I know that Tesla has developed an electric semi truck, but it isn't like, uh, I guess market ready. I guess I don't know, or widely used. That is fascinating mm-hmm. to me. I think really anything transitioning from fossil fuels is brilliant. So yes. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh Yeah, we're the ones that will be affected by the continual use of fossil fuels. We'll feel it. So, yes. (laughs) So, 
anything that can take a step away from that is a good step in my opinion. I agree. Um, next, we have a bill that wants to increase safety for high school interns that are starting to look for work opportunities. So this bill builds on another bill that was passed in previous legislative sessions, basically making things a little easier for companies. The bill allows these high school students to request background checks on different employers at the place they want to intern. They also can enter into an agreement called an internship safety agreement that will make sure they feel safe while they spend time there. The previous bill, I believe, required that both of those would be done by an intern, which caused some companies to think it was more trouble than it was actually worth. So companies started to accept fewer interns. Um, now the bill states that high school students can choose one of those options before choosing to work there. The bill guarantees safety measures like never having the student be alone with a single employee or employer, requiring that the workplace provides a safe and educational environment and that kind of thing. The organization has the option to either let the intern request the background check or the high school will enter that agreement with the company. I don't see what would be bad about this. Yeah, me neither. Safety is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, I understand why that this is uh, a bill that's just for high school students because they're minors. Yes. Um, and so there's a bit more risk there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this should extend to any intern. I agree, actually. I feel like you can't be overcautious with things yeah. like this, so mm -hmm. I think that would be beneficial, but yeah, definitely more safety, because as an intern, you like want to do anything you can to impress yeah. the company, so I think that stuff mm -hmm. like this is really important. Yeah. Interns just in general are, are taken advantage of so a lot true. of the time. Um, yeah. yeah. And also, it's almost expected that an employer runs a background check on a potential employee so why yeah. not the other way around exactly so i agree with this wholeheartedly mm -hmm. you know as a yeah. previous intern mm -hmm. <laughs> i like being safe so yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think that's wonderful yeah <laughs> all right moving on to some honorable mentions for this week the first one actually ended up dying on the house floor no. r.i.p <laughs> um, it would have taken away the requirement for high school students to pass a civics test so they can graduate. The requirement is still pretty young. It's mm -hmm. only been implemented for about five years. Um, the sponsor behind the bill, Elizabeth Wright, said that the, own, that the whole requirement doesn't like really connect with students, so it's essentially useless. Mm -hmm. um, she says it doesn't make them care about voting any more than they would, and it does not cause them to be more civically engaged. So, now that it's dead, students will still be required to take this standalone test before graduating, which, Wright says, distracts students because they're pulled out of class to take a test, so most likely forget all of the information, too. Now, you see, I have mixed feelings about that. For the longest yeah. time, I couldn't remember if I took a civics test or not to graduate. Mm -hmm. I'm 80% sure I did. Yeah, I did, for I think sure. I took it on Canvas. I just couldn't remember if it was separate from my government class. I mine was we took it in my government class or like in one of my history classes like it was just uh, a test that we did in that class mine might have been connected to my government class I just couldn't remember for the life of me but I'm sure yeah. I took it mm -hmm. and while at first I thought it was stupid mm -hmm. and that I wouldn't need it now I'm like really I like politics yeah. so like I'm happy I have that knowledge and mm -hmm. I just think it's important that everybody knows how your government works yeah, me too. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I definitely didn't really care about it when I was yeah. when I actually took it. 
Um, and so I agree with that part of the argument that was made here. Um, but also, like, the test does not require a lot of you. You only no, have to get not at all. You only have to get half of the questions right, which is not a lot. And the it majority <laughs> of the questions are decently easy. Yeah, um, like you wouldn't have to study to take it. I was yeah. there the other day when my sister was taking her science test. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is all easy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. Also, I also agree with the argument of like you know immigrants are required to take this test to become a citizen so why aren't the citizens required to take this test like why can't you just learn how your government works yeah i feel like anybody should want to do that Mm -hmm. yeah just just take it it's fine yeah and also you know the argument's kind of right you're you're gonna just forget it so what's the harm in taking it (laughs) (laughs) you're like no harm no foul yeah that's (laughs) You'll forget it anyway. <laughs> uh, like, the majority of tests that I took in high school, I just forgot the information oh, anyway, so. I don't remember any of the. I t- remember taking AP Art History, because mm. I thought I would really, like, <laughs> benefit. <laughs> Can't remember a single thing, so. Mm. Yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah, I did take AP U.S. Government, and Ugh. I loved that class, actually. Like, really? the professor that I had, like, was really gung-ho about it and, like, really passionate about it, and so That's that made nice. the rest of us, like, love it. Um, and so, I don't know, that was sort of my introduction into politics, was in, was my senior year of high school, after I had already taken the civics test. Um, uh, mine was too, except I didn't take AP Gov, because I hated that teacher, so I mm. took regular government, but I love that teacher, and yeah. he's the only reason I care about the government. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, anyway, next, we have some lawmakers that are pushing high schools to have later start times. So this resolution basically says that students don't get enough sleep and school starts too early, which is actually negatively impacting their learning performance. The sponsor, Suzanne Harrison, said she wants schools to consider both the benefits and the consequences behind starting school later. She points to research done that says teenagers' natural biological rhythm doesn't match the early start time for high schools. She pulled research from both the CDC and the American Psychological Association that recommends school doesn't start before 8.30. So it points to studies that find that teens get their best sleep from between 11 p.m. and 8 a.m. The bill also brings up that homework and extracurricular activities take away time. So that argument of go to bed earlier doesn't really apply here because we all know students stay up late to do homework and they even sleep in class, which is actually mentioned in the bill. Yeah, the whole process of being tired during class and even sleeping through lessons has a huge impact on the brain learning development, which the bill all lays out. Please let this pass. I know. I was thinking about this, and I was like, "Don't, don't let other kids suffer as we did." It was awful. I remember sitting in class at seven forty-five in the morning. Was that when your school started? It did. Mine started at seven twenty-five. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Whoa! I thought my life was bad. No, seven forty-five is too. Oh, any time before eight thirty, like they said, Mm is too early. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm Mhm. Yeah, and I've also. I remember when I first came to college and, you know, I was interacting with a lot of people that weren't from Utah for mm-hmm. the first time, um, just like in, we were all together in a mass group. Yeah. Um, I learned that the, the times that Utah schools start is really uncommon. Really? Yeah. Like, right. we start, like, way earlier than a lot of states. Well, a lot of states already start at, like, 830. 
I feel cheated. Yeah. That's rude. Uh Uh-huh. I was so tired. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and also, like, there are a lot of extracurriculars that are early morning curriculars. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, that was one of mine. You know, I did uh, orchestra, and every Friday Uh we did early morning practice, which started at 6, which meant that every Friday I had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. That is ridiculous. Yeah absolutely ridiculous yeah, i know those before school meetings i'm like no i'm mm-hmm. not no yeah so yeah it's a little ridiculous but yes i absolutely agree with this and think that it should pass and i feel like it would help a lot of students that maybe aren't doing as well yeah yeah i stand in solidarity with mm-hmm. my fellow high schoolers yep because that stinks well okay uh, moving on to our top story, healthcare. This is a very broad subject, so we picked some of the ones that were most prevalent from the last week to touch on. Uh, first up, we have a bill that tries to address the vaping epidemic issue. Basically, one of the speakers, Store Adams, said that no matter what, he wants a bill on vaping. So, this is one of them, but it's not exactly what lawmakers are calling ideal. Yeah, even so much that the bill sponsor, Representative Paul Ray, even said he hopes it doesn't turn into law, (laughs) which which can be confusing. The bill calls for a total ban on vaping throughout the entire state, but Ray says he only wants it to be a last resort. Yeah, he says the only reason he would want this bill to pass is if they can't find any other consensus to pass addressing the issue. So really, he wants to target the flavored vaping because he thinks it endangers teens, So he said that health regulations are needed and they need to hurry and pass to the legislature because if they don't, that's when this bill would come into play. It kind of acts as a safety net. If nothing else can pass, a total ban will follow. So it's basically an incentive for lawmakers to draft a proposal that will address the problem and fast. And if it passes, (laughs) Utah would be the first state to completely outright ban vaping. Do you remember... A few weeks ago, when I said that some legislation around vaping is a little mistargeted. (laughs) Yeah. I think that this is the perfect example of that. This is wild. Yeah. He's basically like, listen, we've got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're taking it all away. Yeah. Also, I think when it comes to things like an outright ban, the biggest argument that I've heard against an outright ban is that if you ban vaping, then you have to ban cigarettes. Yeah. Because they're essentially the same thing. But the only reason that cigarettes aren't banned is because big tobacco mm-hmm. backs politicians. That is correct. It's also like, oh, what was I going to say? With, like, banning them, they're still going to get them. Yes. But from unsafe places. Exactly. Which is how... I'm pretty sure the whole epidemic started was yes. from like these black from market black market THC yeah. cartridges, mm-hmm. which is only going to increase if we do a total ban. Yes. So regulation not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be regulation. Yes. Of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's really the biggest solution. Yeah. And the best solution to the to the whole epidemic <laughs> I at agree. all. You know. Is that it just needs to become a regulated product. Yes. Not and a banned product. Yeah. Because who are you helping? Mm-hmm. Nobody. <laughs> Jeez. Nobody will benefit. I love that he doesn't want this to pass. 
<laughs> yeah, why did he even propose it if he doesn't want it to pass? I don't know. I feel like it's an ultimatum. It's like, it's either you do this or mm-hmm. I am pulling out the hammer. Yeah. And that's funny to me. Mm-hmm. I also think that the whole, like, oh, flavored vapes are so dangerous <laughs> is kind of stupid, too. You know? Like, I mean, do you know for how long, like, teens just smoked cigarettes? Ooh, I, teens don't care about flavor. They <laughs> care about doing drugs because it's drugs, you know? Because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a reason that teens go for, like, really shitty beer instead of <laughs> It's why they drink boxed things. wine. Yeah, They you just want to get drunk. They don't want good wine. Yeah, the same rule applies to any other uh, drug, like vaping. Exactly. You know? So. It's so dumb. Not a good one. Yeah. Thumbs down from uh-huh. Cammy. Oh, yeah. Zero stars. <laughs> All right. Uh, Next, we have a bill that addresses the price of prescriptions, but separate from the diabetes insulin we've touched on in a few of our previous episodes. This is another bill coming from Representative Paul Ray, and it basically looks to ensure low prices for consumers. It's honestly a bit confusing how this works, (laughs) but essentially it would target the pharmacy benefit managers, who are the ones who negotiate with the insurers, and manufacturers to settle on prices and whether something's in stock. It would basically make sure that customers are getting their rebates or that discount slash repayment that's made from the negotiation. So patient saves money and the insurers still get paid. It makes sure that the patient doesn't have to pay more than the agreed upon price and they won't be rejected from reimbursement. And also as a side note, it makes sure that pharmacies give all the drug information along with their prescriptions. This sounds all right to me. I know. I was yeah. like, I'm not too, uh-huh. uh, I don't know that much yeah. about pharmacy rebates. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, if you're going to decrease mm-hmm. the prices, I say yes. Yes. Yeah, me too. Like, I mean, as we've said with when talking about like the insulin prices, you shouldn't have to pay for a drug that is going to, that you need to live. I know. It's crazy. I would love to like really learn more about why prescription prices are so high Mm -hmm. and why that's just not cool it's not cool yeah yeah i've seen like um in just like posts on social media and stuff like that like people from other countries are like um you know like some argument against like universal health care is that like oh well then like the uh, medical industry will like go bankrupt or something like that and then like people from other countries are like Oh my gosh, do Americans actually think that medicine costs as much as it as they say it does? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> like do you really think it's that expensive? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we do. Most of the time it's not. You know? It's like we think our amoxicillin is worth that much. It's not. I'm allergic to it. Side note. Oh. All right. It has yeah, nothing to do just with so anything. You know. But um in if case any of you guys want to force that down my throat, mm. I'm not paying for it because mm. I will die. Yeah, yeah. My mom's allergic to morphine. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. She found that out when oh, something no. something happened, and she had to go to the emergency room, and they gave her morphine, and she just and the doctor walked in, and she was just covered in hives. <laughs> that is so awful. And she's like, I think I'm allergic to this. She's like, I think but something's wrong. <laughs> See, yeah, that's awful. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But yeah, but yeah, I think uh, unless 
drastic changes are made in our healthcare system, having small changes like this are a step in the right direction. Yeah, one step at a time. Yep. Uh, yeah, we always talking about steps over here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get our steps in. We're, we yeah, swear. Put those steps in. Get those steps in. Man. Okay, well, last one for today, we have a bill that is another callback to the midterm elections we touched on a bit last time. Um, last episode, we talked about Prop 4, but today we're touching on Prop 2, Ooh. which was the legalization of medical marijuana. This new bill wants to refine the aspects of the law, and lawmakers are trying to work fast with this one because the newest medical marijuana pharmacies and dispensaries are opening up as soon as March. It makes clear that medical marijuana dispensaries can give out doses of 60-day packages with these use-by dates. Um, They give out dosing guidelines instead of specific dosages. They increase the patient cap so general physicians can prescribe to 275 patients instead of 175. And it states that government employers can't restrict employees from medical marijuana use, but private employers still can. The bill passed unanimously in the Senate hearing, and it's now off to the House for consideration and vote. I love that these things just keep popping up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that we're just like, I know it passed already, but let's give it a little extra juice. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean change everything. Yep. Every yeah. single thing about it. <laughs> so it's like, okay. I feel like that can't be legal. It's crazy. But I it happens all the time here in Utah. I know. With two of them right now. It's yeah. like, I voted on both of these things mm-hmm. to find out that I'm not getting what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. Because, really because the legislature uh, knows what's morally correct for us. Yeah, they know best. Big mm-hmm. Brother government. Yep. It's like paying to see a movie, mm-hmm. and you think you're going to go watch like the Avengers movie, mm-hmm. and you sit down, and instead, it's the stupid justice league movie oh and you sit there Uh and you're like i paid ten dollars and 25 cents for this movie and then they strap you down and you can't leave the movie theater and then they set it on fire Mm -hmm. that's a really good uh (laughs) that's a really good analogy for this works (laughs) yes that is exactly how government works it is so true the government is Uh a movie theater on fire Yeah, and in addition, like, to strapping you down and not letting you leave, they're like, this movie's better for you. Yeah, they're like, we know this one's better. <laughs> and it's like, yes. I didn't ask, but we know it's better. We know. And that's how government works. Government 101. Yes, that's all you need to know. That's absolutely everything mm-hmm. you need. Yeah, yeah, but addressing, like, this bill <laughs> in particular, um, I, I mean, like, the parts of, like, uh, doctors being able to prescribe this to more patients, uh, I think is great, but I don't understand why there's a cap at all. Like, I don't know why only this amount of your patients can <laughs> can get this prescription. So you got to pick and choose. I know. You know, it's like two hundred seventy-five is such a random number. Mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. Yeah, like you wouldn't put a cap on how many prescriptions a doctor can give out for any other type of pain medication. Yeah, like what? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, that's so stupid, and also private employers shouldn't be able to fire you. For <laughs> I this. know how wild is that. Yeah, they can't fire you for using any other type of prescription. 
I know. I want to know which private employers are so offended. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to have a little talk. Yeah. A little conversation. Also, you're going to be just as impaired from taking opioids, if not more, yeah. than from taking marijuana. <sighs> yeah. 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 Also, having a use-by date on marijuana is useless. <laughs> I love that. It doesn't go bad, necessarily. <laughs> I know, it's like a 60-day use-by-this-day yeah, it's not like okay. going grabbing milk. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the milk in my fridge. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the biggest issue, um, and I've seen this being addressed a little bit, it's just that none of our legislatures understand what they're talking about when it comes to medical <laughs> marijuana. Especially not here. Yeah. <laughs> so. They don't understand a single thing about, about it, like how it works how like it affects your body like how um and just things like that like you can remove thc from weed too like and it will still have the same effects yeah and things like that it's there are so many things that they don't know and i feel like our legislature is not an educated bunch (laughs) when it comes to something like this hot take hot take 2020 Mm mm-hmm all right. Well, that's it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, make sure to come back for our next episode. We're going to be looking at different bills that focus on higher education and college. The real important stuff. The oh, stuff yeah. that affects us. Yeah. 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 Maybe some Just us, too. Just the, <laughs> the stuff that affects Cami Mondo and Marina McTee. Oh, yes. Don't miss out. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, we'll also be checking back in on the highlights from the rest of this week. As always, make sure to check out more of the forum's content on our website, wcforummedia.com, and follow our social media accounts at wcforummedia to get the latest updates on our stories. Make sure to vote. Yes, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday is the primary. Tomorrow's like the last day (laughs) to request a mail-in ballot. Yes. So if you haven't done it yet, I will slap you. Go vote. <laughs> she will verbally slap you. Yeah, through I'm this not podcast. about confrontation. So <laughs> consider this your slap. <laughs> Go vote. <laughs> All right, we will see you next time. Yes, yes, we will. Oh yeah.